0: welcome back to Midwest Madness, your true crime, cult, conspiracy, encrypted podcast. I'm Emily. And I'm Danielle. And we hope you guys had a great Labor Day and first day of school.
1: It's my first day of school today. Yep. I'm excited but scared. <laughs> I'm sure it'll be great. So I just, as, as of recording date, I literally know nothing. Like, I, I don't know what teachers I'm working with, what grades I'm doing certain things with. I I know nothing. That's so causing me a little bit of stress. Well, does it, like, make a difference? Yeah. I mean, if I'm – I like the younger grades a little bit better. So if I'm working with, like, a bunch of sixth grade, that's going to be – it's going to be rough. You'll be fine. So not that I don't like them. I just – I like the itty-bitties a little, a little better. So –
0: can't believe it's already back to the school. Oh, God, I know. It's crazy.
1: It is. And uh, I am excited for that. I do miss the kids. So that's probably a good sign. Yeah. <laughs> um.
0: Okay, I told the story last week of Lois Reese. And Danielle's going to tell her story this week. All I know is it's in Kansas.
1: Yes, because I wanted to make sure we were not in the same place. Yeah um and my story starts in 1873 in labette county kansas um so there are seven families that live in this area and it's like a relatively new area like they don't even have a town there yet because um it's like i think it was only like six years after the homestead act where um congress like kicked all the native americans off of their land so that it could be settled by white settlers yeah um and um some of these families had had started coming there in 1870 there are seven families including the bender family So, the Benders lived on a 160-acre property around seven miles from where current Cherryvale, Kansas, sits. Um, Like I said, Cherryvale didn't exist yet because there was really no towns. There weren't... It's kind of hard to have a town with seven families. Right. Um,
0: Are you going to tell me where that in Kansas that is I don't know where
1: it is because I didn't look because it was like 2 o'clock in the morning and I was tired. But look. you can definitely look if you'd like And Cherry then you can tell Vail? us Cherry V-A-L-E Cherry One A-L-E. word So Population 2000 I was gonna say it's probably pretty small It is
0: On the south East corner
1: Okay So, um, yeah, so like I said, 160 acre property, um, John Bender Sr. and his son, John Bender Jr. are believed to be the first of the family to move into the area. Um, John Sr. was roughly 60 years old and spoke very little English. Um, and the English that he did speak was very heavily accented. Most people believed that he was German. John Jr. was around 25 years old, only spoke English, but he, too, had a rather thick accent, which I find really interesting. They only spoke English? So, John Jr. only spoke English. But still had an accent? Yeah, but still had a thick accent. And then John Sr. spoke very little English, but did have um, very heavily accented English. Okay. Um... Some people in the area thought that John Jr. was a little bit odd. Um, he would, like, randomly laugh at, at nothing. Sometimes I do that.
0: So, Like, I'll think of something funny in my head.
1: <laughs> so then people might think you're a little odd, too.
0: Well, I guess I only do it in the privacy of my own home. Okay,
1: see, that's different. He would do it in public. <laughs> He'd just be, like, walking down the street and just be like, ha, <laughs> ha. Which honestly, now would be less scary because you would just assume that he was wearing, like, a headphone or something. But, um, so then, um, Mrs. Bender, whose name was Elvira, and her daughter Kate, uh, or, well, their daughter Kate moved to the area, um, after the house was built, and that was in 1873. So, the first two showed up in 1870. The other two... Showed up in 1873. Um, Elvira was around 55 years old and was apparently so unfriendly that neighbors called her she-devil. Aww. Kate was around 23. She spoke English fluently and worked as a healer and psychic who would claim to cure illnesses and would give lectures on spiritualism. Now, this is not entirely, like, super bizarre, Um, can you do me a favor and look up the years of the Civil War? Because I was going to and I completely forgot. Um, because I know it's around this, this time frame. I just don't remember exactly what dates. 1861 to 1865. Okay. So this is in, you know, the 70s, 1870s. And spiritualism was like really big to the point where, Um, Mary Todd Lincoln would hold seances in the White House before Abraham Lincoln was assassinated, which obviously happened before this because he died right after the Civil War was over. But, like, spiritualism and, like, believing in psychics wasn't, like, a weird thing to do. It was pretty popular. Um, are you looking up when Abraham Lincoln died? Yeah, 1865. (laughs) Okay. So... Again, not a crazy thing, but um, Kate was a pretty woman and drew plenty of fans to the Bender property with her seances and her lectures on spiritualism and all that stuff. Okay. So um, the family decided to split the home that they'd built into two parts. The back part was for them to live in, and the front part was used as a general store. They also had a kitchen, dining area, and an area for travelers to stay the night. And they separated it not by, like, a wall, but, like, a piece of canvas, like, the fabric kind. Um, and they just, like, hung it up across the middle of the house, which is a choice, I guess. Yeah. Um, So, unfortunately, the area wasn't quite as safe as people were hoping it would be even though there weren't a lot of families living there um starting in may 1871 a man was found one town over in drum creek with his skull crushed and his throat slit in february 1872 two more men were found in the area they too had their skulls crushed and their throats slit by 1870- 1870... Sensing a pattern. Yeah, right. Um, by 1873, the area had such a re- reputation for travelers going missing that people literally started to avoid the area whenever they could. So, traveler... These weren't people that lived in the area? Correct. Just traveling in the yeah. area. Yep. Um, I think it was a pretty populated area for travel because... Um, like it's you know, it's in that corner of the state and it it sounds like people would go from like the bigger so like independence, um, I think it's Missouri, wasn't too far away and like getting to Des Moines and get you know, getting to all the little like, the bigger cities in that area, I think you would have to cross through there. Okay. That's at least what it sounded like. Um So in eighteen seventy three Um, like, early 1873, before March. I don't have a specific date. Um, a man named George Newton Launcher and his two-year-old daughter, Mary Ann, left, oh, Independence, Kansas. I had it in here. Um, to go to Iowa. Um, his wife had just died, so he and his daughter were moving to be closer to family. Okay. And... Um, A former neighbor, um, Dr. William Henry York, who George had bought his horses and wagon from, had gotten word that the team of horses and the wagon had been found abandoned near Fort Scott. Um, And he was like, "Okay, something is not right. And he was informed that it was found because it still had the horses like had his brand. And so like someone was like, hey. Your horses are here. Right. There's not like, like title work on a car. You know what I mean? Yeah. No. So it was like. Nobody would have known that. That he had sold them. Yeah. Except for him. And, you know, luckily he's not going to be like, oh, somebody stole my heart. Like he's like, oh yeah, yeah. He sold those to the neighbor. But also that's really weird that they've been found. So um, Dr. York decided to go and see what was going on and he headed to Fort Scott. Doctor York identified the clothing and the team um as those that belonged to George Launcher and Mary Ann. He then started back home, making his way to depend independence, and Dr. York decided to stop at the Bender Inn. Doctor York was never heard from again. I feel like I've heard this story before. You probably have. Um it's kind of a big one. Yeah. So, what was unknown by Dr. York's killer was that he was from a very prominent family in Kansas. Um, His brothers were Colonel Ed York and Senator Alexander M. York.
0: For some reason, though, I get this story and the Black Widow one
1: that you did, they kind of, like, blend together together Mm -hmm. a little bit. Yeah. Which kind of makes sense because, like... They're similar. Yeah. Very same idea. Yeah. Um... So when their brother never came home, Colonel York gathered a search party of 75 men and they start searching for Dr. York. By March 1873, the search party has tracked Dr. York to Bender Inn. Um, When the Bender family is questioned, it's mom, (laughs) they deny any knowledge of Dr. York. Um, They're like, yeah, no, no idea who that is. Never seen him. Um, and really it's, it's just Kate that's doing the talking, um, because Elvera and John Sr. are acting like they don't even speak English. So they're like, we don't know what you're saying. And she's like, no, 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 we haven't seen him. We don't know. So suspicious already. Um, the benders do warn Colonel York that the area is not safe and John Jr tells Colonel York that his brother may have run into some foul play near Drum Creek where John Jr had been shot around the same time that Dr York disappeared. So
0: was he actually shot? Or I don't do have any making that up?
1: I don't have any evidence that he wasn't, but I also don't have any evidence that he was. Okay. Um but I mean, this area is known as an unsafe one. Yeah, because of them. <laughs> I'm assuming. Maybe. <laughs> I won't confirm or deny. Um, so then when Colonel York doesn't find anything else out about his brother, he leaves the Bender Inn. Um, unfortunately for the Benders, he is back on April 3rd. Because he and some ar- um, armed men go to the, the inn to confront them about a story he'd been told by a woman about Elvira. Apparently, Elvira had threatened to kill the woman and had brandished some um, knives and a gun at her. Is she the one who does the
0: science, sciences, sciences?
1: No, that's Kate. Okay. Elvira is the mom. Um, and she's the one that pretends like she doesn't understand English. So the woman had fled the inn was like, I'm getting the fuck out of here. This is not okay. <laughs> um, which is also what I would do. I'd be like, this woman is crazy, I'm gonna, I'm gonna scoot. <laughs> right. Um so at first Elvira again pretended that she didn't understand English, but when Colonel York again repeats the accusations of her death threats, she freaks out and starts screaming and yelling at them. About how the woman had cursed Elvira's coffee. And so she was like, I'm not, I'm the victim. Um, and then she kicks the men out of the inn. And so now everyone's like, hold up, ma'am. You've been pretending like you don't speak English this whole time. That's oh, really sus. Yeah. So, cause she's like freaked out at them right. in English. Right. Um... So hoping to diffuse the tension, Kate offers to use her psychic abilities to see if she can find Dr. York or his grave, Mm, which she, right, which she promises um, Colonel York that she will do, but he has to come back Friday night with fewer men. Yeah. (laughs) Do you think she's planning on killing him? Like, she's trying to get rid of more people so that they can kill him? Or do you think she's just going to scoot?
0: Um, I think if she does kill him, it's really stupid. Because every people know where he's been and where was going and why. Yeah. So, I would say no. But... I also think um,
1: maybe she is that stupid. So I don't know. Okay. So um, during that week, so I don't, unfortunately, it, it didn't have what day of the week, April 3rd or whatever was on, um, but we can assume it's earlier in the week. Um, but er, so it, during that week between the time that they had gone to the Bender Inn and Friday night. Um, the people in the area who were sick of um, people showing up dead decided to hold like a big meeting like a town hall meeting but since there's no town there it's just kind of like the people that lived in the area and they decided to obtain search warrants for every property between Big Hill Creek and Drum Creek to see if they could find evidence on who was killing the travelers. Uh oh. Colonel York, John Bender Sr. and John Bender Jr. were all at the meeting they're all like yeah. Great. Um, A couple of days after the area meeting, one of the Bender family's neighbors noticed that something seemed wrong with the animals on the Bender farm. They were either dead or starving. So, township officer Leroy Dick, and I think a township officer is kind of like um a sheriff. Like, he's like a lawman Kay. for, like, the area. Yeah. At least that's what I kind of understood from that um so he goes to the house he enters it and notices a bad smell coming from a trap door that had been nailed shut and was located under a bed he calls for a search party to come to the house to help him search it and the locals responded and like showed up with like pitchforks and axes and were like ready to like fuck shit up so the house was empty yes okay when they pried open the trap door they found an empty room. The smell was coming from blood that had soaked into the dirt of the floor. Like, there was that much blood that it was, like... Gross. Yeah. Um. Since the group didn't find any bodies in the cellar, they moved outside of the house to Elvira and Kate's Gardens. Um, they apparently had a pretty big vegetable garden, as well as an apple orchard that they had kind of started. Um, this is where Dr. Yorick's body was found in a shallow grave. Kind of figured that was going to happen. Yeah. Um, by the next day, the group had found at least 10 bodies in the garden and apple orchard, as well as several dismembered body parts. Well, yeah. the worst. Yeah, it's real gross. And then each of the victims was killed in the same way. Do you have any guesses on how they were killed? throats slashed and their skulls crushed correct hit in the head and throats cut except unfortunately for two-year-old mary ann i was gonna say what about the child she was likely buried alive oh god which is that's even worse horrific yeah um many of the bodies had been mutilated in the private area why because people are gross i honestly have no idea Um, Based off of the evidence and stories told by the survivors of the Bender Inn, it is assumed that the Bender's guests were given the seat of honor. Do you know what the seat of honor is at a table? The head? Yes. And then... Yeah. And the back was against... The curtain. Yes. And it was directly in front of the trap door. Once the guest was sitting, one of the men, John Sr. or John Jr., would hit them in the head with what is assumed to be a hammer. Once the men or victim was unconscious, the women would slit their throat to make sure that that their victim was dead and the body would be dropped through the trap door, stripped, and then buried and or dismembered. Really um, a group effort. Yeah, it's like a family party here. My only question though is
0: why put them in the trap door?
1: I think that was just like a way to keep the blood from going all over the house oh, more than anything. Got it. That would be my assumption and so then they would just like strip the body or whatever, like get all the stuff off of them and like take all their things that they wanted and then do the rest of whatever, whatever. they're going to do. Yeah. <laughs> um so it is not believed that the family killed for money because like they didn't like profile their victims. It was just whoever was it mainly men yes okay mostly because back in those days women women did not really yeah they did not really travel alone usually it would be like a mother and a daughter or a woman and a brother or whatever women just typically did not travel by themselves it wasn't considered a safe thing to do much like today it's not always considered a safe thing to do right Safer now thank god but you know still gotta be yeah you have to be aware um so then um they like the family was assumed to just kill for the thrill of it and they would take whatever they could from their victims as like an afterthought um there are also several bullet holes in the house which is assumed to be from those victims who tried to fight back makes sense one of the few items that was found in the house um after the benders abandoned it was a bible with notes in it um written in german this bible identified john bender jr as john Gibhard, so not his real name john bender jr um neighbors were they even a real family do you think let me get there oh okay <laughs> So, neighbors also, also suggested that John Jr. and Kate were actually a couple, oh. not siblings, and that Elvira, who may have actually been a woman named Elmira, which is much better name than Elvira, um, was Kate's biological mother. Okay. Um, Kate, uh, who was Elvira slash Elmira, her fifth child, was probably not named Kate, but instead was named Eliza Griffith. Um, Elvira was also thought to have several husbands and other children. It was implied that several of her husbands died from... Slit throats? Head injuries. Oh, that was close. <laughs> um, yeah, you had a 50-50 chance there. I know. Well, <laughs> they, you said the women slit
0: the throats. Yeah, so.
1: that's that's how it was believed. Um John Bender Sr. was likely a man named John Flickinger, an immigrant from either the Netherlands or Germany. After the discovery of the horrors at Bender Inn, both Senator Alexander York and the Kansas Governor Thomas Osborne offered a large reward for the capture of the Bender family. Detectives followed the tracks from the Bender Inn um, that were obviously loved by the benders. Um, and they found the family's horses abandoned only 12 miles from the inn. After that, there are a lot of rumors and urban legends about what might have happened to the family, but nothing is um, for sure. So they were never found? Correct. Not not that we can, like, prove. So um, one theory is that John Jr. and Kate traveled to an outlaw colony out west in either texas or new mexico and at that point i don't think those were part of the u.s i think they were like a territory still but i'm not again not positive on that not great on my u.s history dates sometimes (laughs) um but a lot of like the a lot of lawmen would not travel out that way because it just wasn't safe to do so um, a detective said that he tracked John Sr. to the Canadian border and found that he had died of natural causes. Um, other so, you think, do you think they split up? I mean, that would be the best way to do it, honestly, because, like, you're going to be a lot harder to catch. Yeah. And you're going to look a lot less suspicious if you're not a group of four. Yeah. Because this was, like, a big, big deal. Oh, I'm sure. You know. Um other rumors claimed that Elvira and John Sr. fled to St. Louis, Missouri. In 1884, a man who is thought to be John Sr. was arrested for murder in Idaho. He killed another man with a hammer. Yes. Um, while waiting to see if it was John Sr., the man attempted to escape by cutting off his own foot and ended up bleeding to death before a positive ID could be made so okay yeah that that saw shit did not work for him right um in 1889 a mother-daughter duo going by Elmira and Sarah Elizabeth were arrested for larceny which is um theft of personal property so not like stealing from a store but like if someone stole your wallet that's larceny okay um, they were accused of being Elvira and Kate, but when they were brought down to Kansas, former neighbors of the Benders could not confirm their identities. Um, even though the Bender family may have gotten away without paying for their crimes, at least twelve other men were charged with the accessory after the fact for selling the stolen goods from the victims. Oh, okay. so like they I would gotcha. take the the goods and then yeah, all that fun stuff. So. That's my, that's my story. Do we know how many victims they think altogether there were? At least 10, but, if not, more. or at least 11, sorry. Cause there was like the, 10 yeah. bodies and then Dr. York. Oh yeah. So at least, a lot, at least 11, but yeah, it definitely could be more. I mean, and then, well, it has to be more because that doesn't include the three men from oh, earlier right, yeah. that the bodies were found right away. Right. So, that brings us to, like, 14.
0: So, you think that they started it, like, with the three men that were found and they were like, this is drawing too much attention. We need to figure out a different way?
1: Yeah, I think so. Got it. Because, like, especially back then, f- for a traveler to just go missing is not uncommon. Yeah. You know, because, like, it there there was no guarantees that you would get to where you were going safely. I mean, the Oregon Trail killed millions. And y- sometimes you just not hear from somebody ever again. Right. So, um, and honestly, I really only had one source for this because it was a really well done source. Um, It was uh, crimereads.com. And then I did kind of like peruse Wikipedia, but I was getting all the same information. information. So I wouldn't really consider using that as a source because I had already written everything, but I wanted to like double check, you know, See what other information I could get. Well, that was a good one. It kind of pisses me off that they just vanished. Yeah. And, like, got away with it. Yeah. That, like, really irritates me. It's And
0: it's also, uh, I guess, I mean, for me, I feel like they had to have split up because otherwise I think they would have just kept doing what they were doing.
1: Yeah. And also, like, you know, like I said, it would be easier to catch if if half the country is looking for... A family of four in these age range in this age range you would assume you know and like pretty specific details you know dad sounds like this mom sounds like this son sounds like son in air quotes sounds like this you know I, th- I think it would be a little bit harder to hide who you are yeah. not impossible but harder um, okay socials we
0: have Midwest madness podcast the group on g what (laughs) facebook mw madness podcast on instagram and that is also our gmail and then there's a twitter
1: i swear it's like mw mad potter mid mad potter something like that okay i'll figure it out eventually it's always in our show notes there you go um okay anything else have a great first week of school.
0: Yeah, if you're and in school, to your, you and parents out there,
1: you enjoy your, your first week, week of, of school.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep. Um. Okay. Bye. Bye.